Just not gonna do you it. You are laughing, my girl. I, I, I saw you laughing. Are we live? <laughs> we are live, my girl. Also, <laughs> Martin, welcome back to e commerce undercover. Mm-hmm. You know who we have back with us today? Yeah, we have very amazing guests. We today. have Morton. Yeah, we, we have we have Martin also with two of his friends. Two of his friends. Yeah. I wonder who his friends are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Morton's episode was so good. Yeah. That we had to have him come back. Exactly. Yeah, we exactly. had to have him come back. Mm-hmm. So, wanted you want to just go to his friends? Yeah. Definitely. So, um, let's start with Jasmine. Let's start with Jasmine. Jasmine, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having us. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Morton does have friends. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Probably many friends. <laughs> yeah, and my name is Jasmine. I'm the senior director for global partner marketing at Content Stack. But more importantly, uh, I am the chair of the marketing council at the Mock Alliance, and that's how I got to meet Morton and. Um, We'll, we'll get to that in a second, but, in, you know, the Mock Alliance really is our playground where friends meet to really propel an industry standard and really make it fun while doing it. It's, you know, so much better if you can come together with friends and put all your day job things aside and just do what makes you thrive absolutely and what does good for every one of us so really happy to be here and talk with martin and, and all of the other friends that are involved it's awesome <laughs> to have you here dom do you want to go oh yeah thank you um you know i mean I, really, really pleasure to, to to be here thank you for inviting me thank you Morton, for counting amongst your friends so your warm side uh, i'm dom selvon i'm cto at e2x a uh, a niche uh, bt consultancy based out of london um, but as jasmine says more importantly um, i spend quite a bit of my time on the mac alliance really focused around the tech side of things so um the, the, there's a variety of different councils on the mac alliance which we'll, come, which we'll describe later on but the tech council you know is is the uh, in my opinion the core of the mac alliance everything's tech in the mac alliance <laughs> so, we'll need to have a discussion about that later on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll get back to you when the cameras and the mics go off. <laughs> but at least we can say that you you seem to have fun into in, to, into the Mac Alliance. That's perfect. <laughs> that is. You seem that you, you you have a lot of fun. That's great. <laughs> I like the energy. That's cool. Definitely. So, Jasmine, why don't you tell us why and how this thing was founded? You've already mentioned a little bit about what it is, maybe a little bit more detail on what it is and then why it is as well. Sure. And you see here, more fun, how did it all start? It all started in a pub. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, True, really. uh, I love it. making it up. Uh, A bunch of companies, people of companies, of course, got together in a pub and said, guess what? Um, Let's put our company roles and demeanors aside and let's have a conversation about what we need to do to make mock um, a commonly known term, something that companies can refer to when they are trying to move to a composable architecture. Because let's be honest, if you hear mock, what do you think of first? Speed. See, and that is related to what it is that the Mach Alliance does. But many people still think airplanes, Mach 1, Mach 2. Exactly. And so, you know, very few people think of microservices, API first, cloud native and headless. (laughs) (laughs) But they will now. And, And guess what? We've, you know, in the 18 months, really, that the Mach Alliance has been here, founded in, in June 2020, so it's really still a young 
startup type thing. Uh, we've we've gone so far in making mock a, a more commonly known term and and helping companies understand why and how to make that move to composable architectures, what it can do for them, and uh, you know why it makes sense and under what conditions it makes sense. So really, um, the Mock Alliance is about helping businesses understand what the benefits are and not just what the benefits are, but how you can actually get it done. That's where Dom and the tech council come in because of course it is a very tech heavy conversation, but we feel like you can only have a good conversation if you really understand the process as a whole. So back then in in London, in the pub, five people got together and said, guess what? Let's, let's come together. Let's not talk about weird ContentSec believe this, we at Baltic believe that, we at Commerce Tools think in a, a different way about it. Let's come together and put it aside and say, hey, we as the Mock Alliance are here to advocate the industry and create a standard and become the neutral institution that helps you understand and select vendors once you've decided you want to go on that journey. So I don't think there can be a shift in a paradigm unless some other things that underline paradigm shift, Right. This whole idea of microservices, API first, cloud native, um, and, and headless, all of these things just on their own are actually really interesting to me. I wish we had like five hours. Maybe we'll do another episode already. I'm already thinking. because We could do one on every letter. We could do. We could do. But let's, 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 let's introduce this as a thing. And what I want to know, and I always ask this to people, particularly on the tech side, like what changed? Right. In other words, you're getting together. You've, it probably wasn't the first time you got together, but what changed do you think? And, and maybe, <clears throat> Tom, you can answer this. Where everyone came together and said, there's definitely a paradigm shift going on, but to standardize that paradigm shift, we have to think about it in this way. Like, was it the compute power that changed? Was it the cloud stuff that had changed? Was it the throughput that it, like, or was it all these things coming together? What what was the impetus really? Yeah, I, th- I think I think the change might have fold. I think uh, I made a, made a joke uh, earlier that it's it's all tech driven, and a lot of this is tech driven. You know, the 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 um, advent of AWS uh, as uh, with with you know, very cheap compute power, and yep. um, with with you know Azure and, and Google trying to follow suit, being able to take advantage of all that compute power. But in, in terms that, that the business understands is, is where that paradigm shift happened. I think, you know, making so you don't have the risk associated with owning your own tin is something that's really compelling to many businesses. Yeah. Many businesses outside of, you know, the Walmarts or the, the, the Amazons or, or you know, the really, really big players in this world don't want to have a tech team who know the deep understandings of how all these intricate bits of software work together. They want to, you know, do their core business and their core business may be selling t-shirts online it may be you know selling tickets or, or, or doing doing other things that require some sort of transactional compute power behind the scenes and the challenge that we saw before the mac alliance came along was that the the, the language and the tech behind it was complex and hard very scale and to be resilient and so on and so forth so being able to start to articulate those concepts in a language that the business understood meant that it's just, you know, exploded in growth. It's got so much more accessible to to variety of different, um, you know, verticals and, and, and what have you that, that wouldn't necessarily go into that level of high-scale, internet-scale technology because it was too scary. It was too, it's too um, you know, cumbersome upon their tech teams to be able to, to do that. So now we can actually do that in terms of Mac. And the language that's being used is more accessible for the business. 
And that's what we're trying to achieve, making it so that the business understands the technology behind these really, you know, tech focused terms like microservices, you know, API first. You know, your, your CFO is not going to care about what they need. No. It's going to care about what they get. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, ex- exactly. Were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah. So I think this is this is very very inter- interesting. This idea of like just changing the world, just to explain it like another way, maybe a more simple way, just to be able like to touch a much larger and much broader o- audience, right? Turn that like this idea of democratizing something turned that hard and then making it uh, making it uh, uh, valuable to the general public. So it just raises one question into my mind: Why doing that? What's the goal? Of the of 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 the market alliance, what's the vision behind that? I see that's a really it's a it's a really good one because it's it may sound naive, but actually the goal of the market alliance is that we won't need to be here in five years, right? If we do our job right, right, what will happen is everyone will know what we're talking about. Everyone will know what the benefits are. We won't have to talk about it anymore. If we accomplish that, we've, you know, we've accomplished what we are set out to. Right. And it's a super high level goal. And it is, again, it may be idealistic, but that's exactly why it is such a pleasure to work with such a large group of super smart people. Because everyone is coming together for the greater good. And I know that sounds cheesy. Not really. But it actually is true. It yeah. Is. Let's, let's get the flip side of this, if that's okay. And Morton, maybe you can jump in here, right? Um, you're a member of the Mac Alliance. It wasn't a given that Bluestone was going to be part of the Mac Alliance. Like, how did you even know this thing existed? Because I wouldn't have known <laughs> unless one of my friends introduced me to you to be on the show. And when he said that, I was like, sure. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to Morton because it sounds interesting. The PIM stuff is fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. And you brought up the Mac stuff. So w- how did you find it in... What, why did you join? Well, I think we, um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a funny story, actually, because um, it was actually our, uh, our CEO. Um, I think he was bored at a Christmas party <laughs> or something. So it starts and, in a bar, goes to a Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, and he sent me a chat during Christmas, like really? last Christmas. And uh, he was like, I think it was uh, something that he found on LinkedIn or something, uh, like an article. Okay. And and uh, he he just sent me a chat, and I was bored at my Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I was like, yeah, what what is this? <laughs> and we we had definitely felt the pain. We talked a little bit about this last time too. That um, the problem with uh, people or or or, or our clients not understanding exactly what we, we were talking about and how we were different. Right. That, that was a challenge for us. We talked about how our, our, you know, everyone has APIs, but ours taste better. Right. Or, you know, yeah. uh, and, our, and, and we have a lot of them. Um, and they are really different. And, and we had definitely, definitely uh, problems with, with the, uh, um, getting that message across to our clients. Now back to the Christmas party, I, um, I, I read the article and I was like, you know what, this is, this is just spot on. Right. This is just, you know what we have to, I have to dive into this, found the website, uh, you know, read through everything and found the application and I just filled it out. 
and uh, and at the same time, I, I sent the message to our um, the chairman of the board in in Bluestone, and and he read this, um, and he actually thought that uh, the the web page of Mac, the Mac Alliance was something that we had made because the message was so spot on. Right. So he was like, <laughs> where have I heard that before? Kind this of thing. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. what, what have we done? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> something we've made. We want to be a part of this. And um, uh, so that's, that's where it uh, sort of, uh, that that's where uh, we came from and, and that's how we got involved. And then, um, um, yeah, uh, after a process of, of, uh, becoming uh, a member and, and uh, uh, applying uh, we uh, we got approved and and that's not that's also something that we should uh, probably talk about i don't know if it's now or later go for it go for it it's not because it's uh, not a given that everybody gets in right like i can't apply right it's it's a they <laughs> it's don't want to make it club we'll see you michael you know, <laughs> no, you know, my services aren't micro enough it's just not. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're not headless enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking before we started recording, brainless maybe is better, but headless, no. Uh-huh. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, Dom, you want to uh, explain a little bit more about this, uh, you know, how, um, what our standards are and, and, uh, and uh, kind of what we're, um, we're all about there because it's, it's not uh, um, everyone that, you know, uh, no. No, you, you're right. that are approved. Yeah. Every every everyone, and it's and it's quite humbling. Everyone does want to be part of the club, and 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 everybody recognises. You know, they probably read the articles um, in in their in their maybe less boring Christmas parties. I don't know, but <laughs> uh, but uh, the, um, the 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 idea that there's there's this this group of, of like-minded businesses that that are all coming together to try and speak the same language is is actually quite humbling. And people actually wanted to be we're inundated with uh, with with them. Um, you know applications at the moment and we we do apply a very very um rigorous evaluation um approach to it and it goes through a variety of different stages to 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 uh, to, to to make uh, that make the cut uh, so to speak so there is uh, you know as we talked about earlier a couple of different councils that we have as part of the mac alliance we've got the um the, the growth council uh, which is you know charged with growing the, the alliance and getting getting the word out there um Jasmine could talk about that much better, much more eloquently than I can. And then there's a tech council, which which I I, I co-chair with with uh, uh, someone from EPAM called Roberto, and we uh, look at the um, the technical elements of the applicants. We look at you know how they adhere to the the acronym, the microservices, API first, cloud native, headless, and so on. Um, but then we also apply a couple of other uh, elements that give us a much more insight into you know how the software is built and how the the, the philosophy of the um, the the, the people involved in building the products, you know, aligns to the Mac uh, philosophy as well. And, and you know, because ultimately we all want to have that same language. We all want to, you know, try and figure out and articulate what that language looks like uh, in 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 the uh, in, in the world out there in the composable world. So you know, going going through the going through the selection criteria, going through the evaluation, is 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 something that we are. We're passionate about. We actually love having the conversations with these vendors, but we also want to make sure that we we're, we're fair across the board as well, and that, that people who don't quite meet all the criteria um, are given constructive feedback because you know we believe that the Mac way of delivering software is a very very good and and scalable way of doing it. So we'll give feedback to them, and and you know many people reapply, and we've had a couple reapply and then get in because of the changes that have been made. That's interesting. Requirements. 
That's interesting. I want to ask you this. I, I want to get to Jasmine in a second about some of the benefits for the community and, and the points that you just made. But I want to hear from a technologist about the difference between migrating services to the cloud and being cloud native. I want to be very clear about this. Just how it's different to build something for the cloud or just move something that was you know, sitting on a server somewhere into the cloud. We talked about this. We touched about this last time, but I wanted Dom to give me yeah. his opinion as well. And uh, yeah, so, so that, this is what I call uh, geography. <laughs> this, you know, if, if you've moved your service to the, the cloud, uh, that's a very different story than if you're building uh, for yeah. If you built it from the ground up in the cloud, so yeah. that's 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 my point of view there. And uh, Dom, you have you have your um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of uh, individuals within the Mac Alliance who have a much more passionate view about cloud native versus versus you know um, cloud migrated. I think uh, the, the the cloud native approach, you know. The, the cloud is quite a feral term, <laughs> literally and, and figuratively. There's um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, diversity within how you actually can deploy and build software in the cloud. But the software that's been built recently, um, the, the sort of transition to potentially towards a no-code or a low-code uh, future for, for combining uh, software and composing software, um, is is much easier to, to, to provision and to grow the uh, the software rather than in the past where you've had a monolithic application that has uh, you know very very stringent or, or very complex deployment and management and operational elements uh, to the software that putting that in the cloud so to speak is not trivial and provisioning software means if you if this, this is one of the questions that we often ask when we're doing the tech evaluations is you know how do you provision a new client onto your platform if it's if it's something that says okay fill in a form go to your ops go to the um, the, the vendors ops team you'll get a, you'll get a uh, an instance in a couple of days time you kind of say oh that that triggers an alarm bell that's not what cloud native is cloud native is push a button You've got a, a full, fully functional, fully, yeah, you're done. Um, fully working instance. You're done. Right. That's that's kind of cloud native. So cloud native is not a um, we, you're using serverless or this. That's not cloud native. Cloud native is a, a philosophy and the, um, the the ability to do things fast in an internet scale fashion. Be able to scale based on the um, the, 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 the the number of people using the software and, and and on a whim as well. So not something that you have to plan and prepare for. Something that happens automatically. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, just to comment on that. Go ahead. It's, it's, it's all about future-proofing too, right? It's, uh, that, that's uh, utilizing the power of the cloud. Uh, we're, uh, being cloud-native means that you're in a position to utilize the power of the cloud. Everything new that comes along, you can, you can uh, utilize that easily compared to a monolithical approach. So that's that's also you know future proofing is a, is a key word there. Got it. Yeah, transparency is is important as well. So you don't you kind of don't uh, you're not aware of what happens behind the scenes, but because it's built and architected in such a way that you get benefit of it if you want to take it to take that benefit. Yeah, that's 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 very super interesting, and it raised a question in my mind, which is, what if I am a member and I have a question? And I would like, I don't know, some other members, like, for example, you, Dom, who say, like, I'm not quite sure about how I can do that, you know, with, 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 with my software. Do you also, like, do some kind of, uh, I don't know, like, m let's say, mentoring or consulting within the alliance, like, to help maybe the companies that, that are here 
to maybe like do something new or just expand somewhere? Martin has questions, clearly. <laughs> Martin, that, that's, a, that's a very good question. It is, so um, to, to our points earlier on, you know, it's really, really great to have, you know, um, egos and, you know, business logos checked at the door yeah. to start to go into the, um, the, the Mac Alliance context. But that doesn't mean that they have to disappear completely. So we are still we are still new. We are still sort of finding our feet and how we operate with each other. So there is some subtleties and nuances uh, there. So, um, for example, you know, uh, and, and a, a compet- competitors can't evaluate each other because there's a conflict of interest right. naturally in that. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what that means in in, in terms of evaluations and, and growth. We are coming up with genericized or or you know anonymized patterns and blueprints for a composable composable architectures so coming up with you know how, how do you how do you deploy um, these, these bits of software together in a in a scalable fashion how, how do you you know operate in a containerized world and so on and so forth okay um, when we're in the tech council when we have we have the slack channels and things like that people can raise questions and people will immediately jump on it we, we, we all love talking this tech we all love just just you know shooting the breeze and figuring out you know what's the best way of doing doing something this way what's the best way of doing something that way so you know in that respect there there is no ego and it's and it's quite you know fun to, to just, just chat and amongst each other so there's, no, there's, there's nothing on that front do you think that this and and i may have the terminology wrong but do you think this grows into like <clears throat> excuse me like a mini github place where there's code that gets that gets written somebody just has like they just wrote some amazing code, which is applicable to something that somebody else is doing. And you just have this repository where people can go, here's that thing. But it's so specific to Mac. So you don't want it to sit on GitHub. You want it to sit on, you know, Mac Hub or whatever that is, right? I just made up a name. Feel free to, um, <laughs> feel free to trademark that. Um, and I hate to say it, but we already have a place. <laughs> no, that's good. But so the answer to that is yes, and you're so slow, Michael. And so... I will just add one thing to what you just said because you talked about the code, but what about also the knowledge and the learnings? Like, I'm thinking about students at school, for example, who would love to learn how to create their yeah. software the Mac way. They learn about the, the Mac Alliance. They love all of your companies. They cannot join because they didn't build themselves uh, like yet, right? But they, they, they want to learn. I think they would be super interested in learning how you do and just outside of the Mac Alliance as well. Sorry, Jasmine, go ahead. No, no, no. And, you know, I'm just dying to to (laughs) get into it. And here's two, there's two things we need to be talking about. One is our community portal. And um, it's not as fancy as GitHub per per naming. Not yet. That's exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, that's exactly where um, all of the conversations, uh, not just around code, but also around, sales enablement and right. you know ha- answering questions that come up repeatedly and they come up for all of us un, you know yeah. un- related to which company we work for clients tend to have a similar set of questions for and sure. what we try is have a library of best practices for all of the members to look at and do it in an anonymized fashion of course but accessible to all the members so we can actually have better answers to the most frequent questions out there and actually provide examples of how those challenges can be solved. Um, and that, that's actually a great, a great place to go. Is it open for students? Not yet, but where the students come in and actually everyone that is interested in the space is during our Macathons. Um, now you, what is a Macathon? 
<laughs> it's a hackathon on mock technology. So what happens is our members give free access to their tools and their software, and you can sign up for these events and you can just start hacking away. And if we did one that was a week long uh, in January, we did one that was four weeks long in, uh, in August slash September, and we saw amazing work come out of there. Yeah. And it is totally open to everyone. Everyone is free to sign up and then just um, get cracking and get help because what Dom mentioned are, are the Slack channels. So we have a, a support Slack channel um, where you can get instant answers to your questions. And every once in a while, someone just jumps on a shared call and just starts hacking away with you. And that happens across uh, across all uh, members, right? It's it, it, No one says, yeah, but I know I can't help you because it's a question about this one piece. You just get in as the expert and right. you try to find the best solution. So when is the next Macathon? <laughs> well, it's, well, watch out for it. We haven't set the date yet, but it is going to be the beginning of uh, next year. Yeah, because so Martin's it's probably going to be such there. A huge, I would be yeah, there. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. You know, and we, the more the merrier, because you know, the more great minds get together, the cooler the solutions are that, that we can actually look at. And if you looked at the winning entries from this last Macathon, Holy cow, it's just amazing what people come up with in such a short amount of time, which is actually then again a, a best practice example about what you can do with the freedom that a composable architecture gives you. And how did you do this last Macathon? It wasn't in person, right? It was, was it virtual? Well, actually, it, it, see, this is a one that is probably going to stay virtual because it's global. So that's what I want to ask you. Yeah. India, Australia. And that's, you know, that poses a whole new set of challenges in terms of logistics and organizing it. But what we have just resorted to do is we have live sessions uh, in the morning and in the evening, European time, because that allows, you know, many people to watch it live. But then we also record it and make it accessible. So, you know, if the time doesn't work for you. Uh, for good reasons, right. you're always free to just come in at whichever time suits your schedule and, and still be part of the party. What we will do next year is, is and I'm giving you secret information. We won't tell anybody. So, well, I'm not going to share the recording of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. So what we'll, you know, what we're, what we're looking to do for the, the next Macathon is we'll, we'll tie it into our, and here's another piece of, of, secret information you know we we do want to move into the real physical event things next year again right, right. so we'll try and find a format where all of your hacking is of course going to be virtual but we will try and have it culminate in an awards ceremony that will be in person so uh even even better and more fun stuff coming up but we'll for sure we'll make sure that everyone is able to participate virtually And then we'll try and attach at the very end, like, you know, a, a very, a thing to look forward to. Jasmine, what you should do, Jasmine, is try and culminate it into Morton's Christmas party. Yeah, so it's not so boring this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yours and the CEOs and yeah. whoever's born. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. starting to hope that my family doesn't see this now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, they, they won't. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're not in the Mac Alliance. They don't get the they don't get the secret code. They're not approved. <laughs> so, Jasmine, just as a little bit of a follow up, like you're doing the 
sharing of the information, the sharing of the code. If you're doing branding as well, right? And one of the things that I think about a lot is this idea of Intel inside, right? In other words, the AMD chips weren't that different than the Intel chips. It was all on the same architecture. But is there a benefit to the Mac Alliance to actually brand strong and say, like, this software is Mac approved kind of thing? so that people know what they're getting, right? Because then, again, not to put too fine a point on it, but then they'll know it's microservices, it's API first, right? It's headless, it's cloud native, all this kind of stuff. Is, is that being done too? Oh, definitely. And you've just hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what we're, what we're doing and what the biggest benefit of the Mark Alliance is. If you are, and we see that in RFPs, by the way, so it's not just, you know, up high in the clouds yeah. aspiration. It is actually a real business value. If you're a member and you can, um, you know, you can put the badge on your website, you can put it in your documents. Right. Actually, that is by now something that is requested in RFPs that we see incoming because companies are starting to understand that there is a body that certifies real mock, right. quote unquote, because there's a lot of companies out there that use the term but are not really mock. And that's where, you know, where the friction starts because right. many companies still need more education on what it is. And the member of the mock alliance is helping them make choices for vendors. Well, that's the whole, that's, we, that's the whole point of branding, right? In other words, I can put a drink on the table and call it a Coke, but if it's not Coca-Cola, like it's not Coca-Cola, it just doesn't matter. And, Right, you will know, and you will definitely Once know. Once you taste it, you will know. Yeah, but it's the same thing, right? It's, you can taste the yeah. software as well, and that's why I asked about this branding thing because I do think it's actually quite important. Yeah, uh, just a comment it is on that. Is, Sorry, yeah. please go ahead. Go ahead. Just a comment on that is that uh, uh, from a member's perspective, that's uh, so important, and we've seen the power of this. Um, it's it's uh, a totally different ball game for for us now, as as a you know. We have the stamp of approval, and and we use it for you know all that it's worth, and uh, and uh, we we see a huge difference. So uh, that that's uh, very important for uh, for us, and also the the, the Mac Alliance is, I, I guess for the members it's also what you put into it. If you if you put more into it, you get more out. That's that's at least uh, my um, uh, my take back from from um, having been a member for. Uh, what is it? Six, uh, seven, eight months. Yeah. May I ask you when you say it brings you like a lot of benefits? Do you mean like on the customer acquisition or customer relationship side, or also internally within your company? Maybe now your tech pe people can relate with more tech people. Let's say outside of the company as well, and maybe understand like a bigger vision about what you are building. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's a good question, and uh, and that's exactly uh, what I was going to uh, ask. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> great minds think alike, right? <laughs> uh, so, so you have um, uh, it's it's two parts to that. Uh, uh, like externally, that's where we felt it first. Like that's that's where really? where it's all happening now externally. Okay. Um, and and that's where we see a huge different difference. But also now, I want we want to to move uh, towards making a difference internally. So we want to uh, we have like we haven't had or been been uh, a part of the Macathon like our our development teams. Oh. We have a lot of uh, development teams in, in Bluestone, 
and uh, and uh, we have not been a part uh, actively yet, and we want to do that. So we're definitely uh, moving towards that from internal uh, the internal perspective. That's super cool, and it just brings me an idea. Like I'm thinking about all of these startups who are building their software on their own, maybe in their bedroom, by by themselves. Oh, all of these founders, Tom shaking his head, yeah. he's like, <laughs> they're just gonna have to rewrite this stuff. <laughs> I, I reinvent yeah, the the the, the um, advice that I tend to give uh, to to do because I do a lot of consultancy right at the beginning of a change process um, right. in, in my role. And one of the, the, the advice I give is if if it's commoditizable. Don't build it. Yeah, they're, they're people with bigger brains than us have built it and have done a very, very good job. And it's generic enough to, to suit anybody's needs. So if you're if you're putting um, stuff on a page to to render a product, putting that into a basket and then checking it out, rewrite that. It, you know, it's it's commoditized now. It's no, there's it's no longer magic. It's no, there's no, if there's something that's unique to you, then build that. And that could be your USP, but try and isolate those uh, those elements of the business to very very small, you know, contained pieces of software. Your content can be commoditized. Your commerce can be commoditized. Your product information management can be commoditized. Your order management can be commoditized because there's very very well understood patterns and software to do that. Anything that's unique. You can build yourself. Is is there a startup angle to this? I mean, it would be really, and maybe there already is, right? Maybe we're already just kind of rehashing all of your old ideas. But if you could encourage startup businesses, literally right from the beginning, as opposed to kind of hacking code in their basement, like Martin was saying, but just starting with this in mind. In other words, from the beginning, build it like this. And even what you just said, Tom, right? Like why reinvent the wheel for a bunch of different things that you're doing? Take these components that have already been built and build your USP, but build it using the Mac um, philosophy to do it, because then it'll make using those other components so much easier and so much more efficient, right? Yeah, there's two types of business. Well, there's many, many, many types of business. There's yeah. two types of business in this context. There's those that are very well established. They have software out there that does a good job for them, um, but they want to be a bit more flexible in the future. And then there's the new, new starting businesses. Um, so Kazoo is a good example of this, where they've, they've started from scratch and built you know, in a Mac way right from the beginning. And the, 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 their ability to be flexible is not constrained by any sort of software that's been built in the past. Whereas someone who's trying to make a transition to a more Mac architecture needs to think long and hard about yeah. that transition process. They can't do a big bank because that's going to really, really mess with their, their revenue streams. It's going to have a really, really high impact in their, their software development costs and, and, and so on. So they have to pick it off piecemeal, something that we've, we've called the strangler fig uh, pattern where you, where you start to um, isolate small areas, small domains of the software, figure out what the best of breed Mac software is out there. Say if you want to just redo your content, you go and choose, you know, content stack or, or something like that, and just focus on that element of the of the um, of the architecture. Slowly strangling away what was there previously in favour of this new software, and then go to the next bit. That could be your shopping cart, for example. Then you slowly start to strangle that way. Over time, you've got a kind of ship thesis approach where you've replaced your old, inflexible, hard to scale, high operational overhead software with this. You know, very, very flexible, uh, agile, lovely new Macified architecture. So I look at a lot of things from an investment standpoint. If you're doing Macathons, Morton's going to laugh at me for this, but if you're doing Macathons, right, and you're getting some of these early companies, right, and, and, and I, like this, um, I like this sort of dichotomy approach. 
you either have existing going concerns or new companies. You can put those new companies in any category you want. Fair enough, right? I look at it from a startup perspective just because that's what I do every day. But there are SMEs and other businesses that are just being built that don't fall into a tech startup category, right? Um, <clears throat> but if you're getting people to come in for a Macathon and you're teaching people how to build in a Mac way, you're going to see things before other people see them. Is there a way to raise money around that and then invest that money into some of the best things that you see? So run like no, the Jasmine. Mac Fund? No, Jasmine, are you going to get in there first or shall I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go first. You go. That's the goal, oh, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes, it makes, my, makes my heart sing because actually that's what happened at our first Mechathon. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to leave now. It, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's awesome. But, you know, it's, and, and, and that's the beauty of it, right? We had a fantastic um, winner at the first Mechathon. Um, it was a food bank project, so it actually had a... a, a Social innovation a aspect to it. Purpose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it got funded um, yeah. after the Mechathon. But did you fund it? Or? No, and we, were, we were... It was external, exactly, yeah. because we were too young and too small, and you know we weren't mature enough yet to think about that. We were willing, but, it, but we weren't able. Right. Uh, and you know, the, the more we're progressing... Uh, the more we are aiming to get into that space as well. So definitely, I mean, if you're sitting at the source... <laughs> That's the point though, right? You have inside information that nobody else can have. But, but I, think, I think we want to maintain a, a certain level of authenticity. I understand. Uh, and, and sort of stepping back from some of those, those elements. You know, the, the, the Mac Alliance was never, you know, in, in, accepted to become a, a marketing medium or a sales <clears throat> medium or anything like that. It was I understand. all about knowledge transfer and, and, um, and knowledge growth uh, off the back of that. And the networking, you know, is, is kind of a, a very, very happy side effect that, that's happened off the back of that. Um, but, you know, ultimately, as, as Jasmine says, you know, obsolescence is, is, is kind of where we want to go, but not, not obsolescence in that they, the terms have disappeared. Right, right. So the term is so prevalent that we're no longer we're not necessary. as a, an alliance to, to put it forward. We're required as, you know, a, you know, an arbiter of what is Mac. Right. Right, I mean, when so that, that's kind of where we want to put ourselves. When the alliance becomes redundant, it becomes unnecessary, right? Because everybody's already doing yes. it. Sorry, Jasmine, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, we really do see ourselves as the facilitator. So we we are the one that makes the connections. We're connecting the dots, right? And that makes us thrive, and that makes us happy. So, um, you know, when the funding happened, we we were not sorry that we do it ourselves. No, we're no, no, just for sure. So happy that it that that happened. Yeah. So, you know, it really is about connecting the dots for the Mac Alliance. Well, yeah, I mean, look, there's a joy in just having great stuff happen, right? Yeah. Regardless. Um, are there different categorizations of people like members, ambassadors? What's the difference there? Dom, do you want to go or? Uh, yeah, no. There's a few. There's a few different uh, flavors of, of members in the Mac Alliance. Um, I, can, I can talk about the, the sort of technical flavors, and I think Jasmine, then you can talk about the um, the, the ambassador and, and member difference. Um, in terms of you know the the, the, the companies that are joining the, the Mac Alliance, we've got um, product companies, uh, Content Stack, Commerce Tools, Bluestone. Um, we've got uh, systems integrators, you know, the companies that plumb them all together for for, for clients, uh, and we've got. Um, uh, uh, concept called an enabler and that's kind of a piece of software that's not functionally um, fitting a an, an element of of, of, piece of an architecture it's not something that works on you know putting something to a basket it's not something that works on capturing payments or anything like that it's there to plumb things together and to enable cloud native software to be built so there's the kind of the three technical members understood jasmine yeah and then there is um 
three different things that we're talking about. You can become a member. What you need to be is 100% mock, right? You can't just have that one off service or product or offering that is mock and then sort of use that as your <laughs> your ticket into the mock alliance that won't work sorry guys <laughs> uh, for the record but so there's you can be a regular member or if you're not a company but a person so you may want to think about that you can apply yeah. to become an ambassador and ambassadors are proven experts in the transition uh, from monolithic to mock so if you've if you've successfully completed that journey, we love to have you as an expert, you know, giving advice to companies and you know both on the uh, integrator side but also on the vendor side, and on the client side. Most importantly, the you know one of my happiest moments was when a company approached us and said, "Hey, you know, we are thinking about moving to Mog. Can you please connect us with an expert that can give us advice on how to do that?" Right. You knew exactly what. <laughs> that's exactly what we want, right? And so, and that's where the ambassadors come in because what we we are neutral, period. We're not going to send you a any one of the members unless you specifically request that right. because we're not a sales organization, right? We just want to enable you to have the best transition uh, and and you know at a, as a result of that the best new tech stack that you can have, right? Uh, and then there's the enabler category when you're, you know, when you are rendering services that are needed to help with a mock transition, but you're not really into the tech. You're not you tangible example. If you're a design agency, which will in a, inevitably be needed along the way, and you want to be a part of the journey, that's when you can come in as an enabler. But that's exactly why we're making that differentiation. You're right. not going to be a member if you're a design agency because you don't have to do anything with mock itself. Right. But you will be needed in, in the process. So that's where the enabler comes in. So that's really the three things. You're either a member, you're an ambassador, or you can be an enabler. It. Were you going to say something? No. Do you go out and actually look for new members as well? In other words, if there's a technical gap that you're trying to fill or you're trying to find people to come in, do you say to yourselves as a team, we'd like to have that team in here and then go out and not recruit them, but just let them know that it's out there and try to get them to join? Maybe, Dom, you can take that. Yeah. um, That's actually the um, the responsibility of the Growth Council, but actually we found we've not needed to. Um, It's the word of mouth um, and the speed by which... The, this um, that this concept has grown has has meant we've been inundated with applicants, um, you know, applicants which are you know slam dunk entries, really really uh, good good uh, pieces of software, and some of the bigger players as well who who have a portfolio of software that some meets the criteria, some don't, and uh, it, there's very good reasons why we don't allow companies that have a portfolio of software that, of which some doesn't uh, doesn't allow them, and it goes into it. go into some detail, but maybe not for this uh, for this this section as to exactly why that is the case, but. We, we also do target um, some areas uh, as well. So we don't want the Mac Alliance to be um, a vehicle for one particular vendor, for example, right. or, or for one particular systems integrator, for example. So we, we actively go to have a balance of, of representation from particular domains. Uh, so whether that's content, whether that's commerce, whether that's um, I don't know, product or order or whatever, uh, we try to have a balance. So if we if we see that we're getting you know a few fewer in a particular domain, we will actively go out and try and target um, 
companies that we think you know fit the bill, obviously, and and, and encourage them to say, you know, look, this is this is this is going to be good for you, um, in the in the long run. And are you is and this is for anybody really, but are you surprised by the speed with which this is growing without going out and actively recruiting people? People, it must mean that there is this sort of secular change taking place. And that people want a place to meet, to talk about it, and to create standards. Is that is that fair? Incredible. That is absolutely is incredible. fair. And you know what we and we we are totally transparent about that. It started out with five uh, in, in June 2020, and the the goal was if we can make it to maybe 12 to 15 by the end of the year, <laughs> right. you know, we would have called it a success. And guess <laughs> what? We were at 35, and we had. <laughs> We're we're about to issue the next press release with the next set of new members, wow. and that will take us to the to probably fifty plus by the end of the year. So you know we've been we've been nothing but amazed at the trajectory, and what it tells us is that we just we're we're doing something that matters, right? Right, and that's kind of super cool, and that's why I asked that question, right? Because you know you're doing something that matters if everybody wants to be invited to that party. Yeah. And Forrester called us the coolest tech club in town, and that was yeah. unsolicited. We didn't pay for it or anything. We didn't ask. So, <laughs> no, we're actually going to print T-shirt that say "coolest tech in town club." Right? Where can so, I get my T-shirt? <laughs> and like, it's really just yeah. Sorry, Martin, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. You, you, you didn't f- finish your thought. Sorry for in- interrupting you. <laughs> All good. All good. Uh, point, point made. Um, but that was really cool. And yeah. it, you know, it fills, it filled everyone with so much pride when we saw that Forrester article out there that awarded us with that. Tag. It's, just, it's validating, it's just right? Like, it's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I'm also amazed by the speed uh, that this uh, this has gone forward now. And you know, Dom and I are on the tech council, and uh, we're we're approving. I think the backlog itself says it all, right, Dom? Yeah, uh, nice. we've, we've been, it's been crazy this, uh, especially this fall. Um, yeah, so uh, it's we're definitely on to something here. Yeah, uh, it feels like it. Feels and like keep it. in mind that everyone is doing it in their spare time, if there is such mm-hmm. a thing. Right. right. We all have a day job that is pretty demanding. Right. Um, and uh, but it's so much fun that. You know, you, you, you make the time. You don't find it, you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And and a comment on that is is that um, I feel there is a huge difference. I've, I've been trying to reach out to technology partners and, and all sorts of, for, for years now. And I found it very hard being, you know, a pretty new company and, and uh, up and coming, I guess. But that all changed with uh, the the Mac approval stamp. Now, now I, I say that first, you know that we're, we, you know that we are Mac approved, and the, and then the, or certified, and then the, uh, you know the, we get all the attention we want uh, fairly soon. So so uh, and also uh, on Slack has been fantastic, um, you know where we can reach out to all um, all the other members and and actually get an answer where it's. You know your your mailbox. Everyone's mailbox is is just crazy. You, yeah. you don't <laughs> you don't respond there, but but uh, actually reaching out on Slack to to the right people and getting an answer with you know within hours is is just amazing. Yeah, these communities really matter, and I love the fact that the branding's working. Right. In other words, this didn't exist in June of two thousand and twenty, or let's just say May thirty first, two thousand. Just didn't exist. It's just like five people in a pub trying to figure something out. 
And now what Morton is saying that he can actually go to clients or potential clients and say, you know, hi, this this is Morton Nace from Bluestone. Um, we're part of the Mac Alliance, and they don't hang up, right? They just start listening. They just start listening. Yeah, immediately. But that's actually kind of cool. It's, it's a game changer for us. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. So you, humbling in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, what, what's what's been achieved? I think um, you know you talk to uh, some of the, um, the the early members, uh, the, the the original five, and some of the early earlier members E2X as well. The the doors that is opened. Uh, off the back of it, um, E2X has been going for 20 odd years, uh, but we've never had this level of exposure right. that we've had since being part of the Mac Alliance. Right. It's 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 absolutely incredible. Yeah. And the um, the 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 sort of authenticity and the uh, and, and the, the the sort of um, consolidation of your experience right. that it, it kind of puts on top of you. you even though it's, you've not changed your experience. It just seems to be a rubber stamp that makes it so you are much more, um, you know, more established, and it, it's it's humbling. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, this falls into my category of everyone's an overnight success ten years later, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it really does, though. I, I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like you've you've all been working for years, and you've obviously had clients and been appreciated and stuff like that. But now that's blowing up into something a lot bigger. And to be fair, you couldn't do this without those twenty years of experience. Because in a way, you almost wouldn't have been qualified, right? Even if you wanted to, and you wouldn't have had the gravitas to do it, and now you do. It's just nice to see it happen, I think. The branding it's means the, something. It's the vehicle upon which we can actually put our, our thoughts forward <clears throat> and, and, and to, to be able to put it on, the foundation to be able to put it on top of. You yeah. know, Morton and, and Bluestone, they're, 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 you know, he says he's a small company, but what he's doing in the business, what, what, what Bluestone are doing in that, in that particular domain is, you know, Far and away, I think some of the best tech that I've seen. It was it was a very easy evaluation when we when we were, we were looking at the Bluestone yeah. uh, PIM to get in there. But I think without without having that max stamp, uh, I think he would have found it harder to, to go to market and to, to take on some of the bigger players. Whereas now it's 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 on a level playing field, a much more level playing field. I love it. So so we talked we talked at the beginning really about how you want to create this natural obsolescence, but I mean before you are obsolete, like. Where is it going? <laughs> What's, where is it heading? And what, what do you think is going to change? Like what are, I always ask in my InsureTech podcast, like what's the biggest trend in InsureTech in Asia? What do you think is going to be a new trend that's going to come in this space? Yeah, I mean, I think I think low code and no code will take uh, much more prefer- pre- precedence in the uh, in the software, um, AI and machine learning, and all those sort of things are still are still you know high up there in the zeitgeist in, in terms of um, offering extra newer, more, more complex functionality in in there. But I think you know to to, to the to the obsolescence, um, obsolete or planned obsolete uh, uh, concept there. I think actually you know rather than making ourselves obsolete, we actually want to establish you know a set of standards. Yeah, that that will, that will dictate and articulate what it means to be Mac and what it and and enables the composition of software in particular verticals as well. So making sure that the, the the software, whilst you know, has their own, you know, my API tastes better than your API, and that that's absolutely fine. But as long as it speaks in the language that talks to other Mac-approved software. You know, that's if, if once we get to that stage, I feel my job is done, and I think we, we've achieved what we wanted to achieve. Where there's a standard across the across the board, 
in plumbing these things together because that's where the hardest bit is. You know, the, these softwares are very, very, very quick and very, very easy to stand up. Right. The Macathons proved that. Putting them together and plumbing them together to talk to each other, that's where the complexity lies and that's where that's kind of hidden in, 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 in a lot of these the, the sales pitches for the individual uh, companies. So making it that easier, making that more transparent for the client, that I think if we can do that, then we've achieved exactly what we want to achieve and I'll be happy to become redundant. <laughs> well, like and, and let's be clear for the record the redundancy is you know five plus years oh, so and, and there's, oh, sure, still, sure, there's sure. still so, so much. much to do yeah it starts with certification you know we, we we do think along terms of certifying developers certifying companies keeping you know uh, checking in on what actually makes you a certified mock member and using that propelling that to the next level um the, maybe also, you know, think about it in HR terms, because if you are a yeah. Mark, Mark Alliance member, that may make it easier for you to attract the talent that you will need going forward to stay on top of the developments. And, you know, nobody has a glass ball. Right. We all don't know really for sure what the next big thing is going to be. But if you have the talent that will be up to the challenge once it becomes clearer, will maybe even come up with the next big thing, then you're in a position to succeed. Yeah. So that is something to be kept in mind. It's hard to track and it's hard to put a KPI on it. Right. But it, we're definitely seeing that that matters uh, as well. So we are definitely moving into certification uh, as one track, education as another. So there may well be an academy type thing uh, in the near future where you can sign up to learn how how things are actually being done and being built and what is the best way to plug them all together so they actually work in the end, right? So we really want to uh, provide a hands-on approach um, that, that makes it accessible and really gets us one step closer to it being um, just a regular way of doing things. And I think that's super great. This is like all great ideas, but I'm sure it's going to like be awesome for for many many people and there's one thing that i'm very curious about <laughs> is that when we talk about e-commerce it's directly related to tech and we did this whole episode and we didn't even mention a single time e-commerce <laughs> on our podcast which is normally called e-commerce undercover right no, normally we always talk about e-commerce and we didn't even mention the term one time but you know what that means but yeah because without tech there is no e-commerce right and when you gather together so many great minds, so many great companies, like, and when you start to talk to each other and like each other and have fun with each other and brainstorm with each other and get your software to talk with each other and all of that stuff, I'm wondering what is going to go out of the Mac Alliance? Like, what is going to be the new services and what's going to be the next, like, five years or ten years for the e-commerce in, in, in industry in terms of services, in terms of products that is going to go out of that because once again like e-commerce without tech doesn't doesn't exist, doesn't exist. A, at all and i'm sure you show many many you, you saw sorry many many changes over the last 20 years into the e-commerce space and right now you are gathering together to do something better so i'm really really curious about maybe is there something that right now you see can be the next big thing for e-commerce something that we did, didn't discuss that no one knows because they are not tech savvy enough but you know and you see that because maybe because you are building that <laughs> Thomas like how much time do you have is that the teaser for the next episode Martin 
maybe that's the closing thoughts. <laughs> maybe that's the closing thought of the teaser for the next episode. Yeah. Should we thank everybody? We didn't thank everybody. You were all awesome. And now I think you have to come back. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> to answer my question. To answer all of Martin's existing <laughs> questions that he didn't get to ask on this episode. Really. Uh, it's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Martin. Really, really um, appreciate you asking us to come on. And, and we, we love talking about Mac. We love talking about all this, <laughs> the, the, these concepts. And, you know, uh, you know, historically, Mac was a commerce vehicle. We, a lot of the domains that we brought on board by the beginning were right. commerce-related. So, you know, it, it is very, very applicable. Awesome. Dom Selvin, Jasmine, how do I pronounce your last name? Goodman. Yeah, perfect. And Morton Ness. Thank you all so much for coming on and doing this today. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys.